0: Welcome back to In the Queue: Film Conversations with Andrew and Phil. I'm your co-host Phil, and today's film is not to be confused with The Arrival, the 90s film starring Charlie Sheen. Mm. Today's film is simply Arrival. It is
1: simply Arrival. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm your co-host Andrew, and uh, while greatly different from Denis Villeneuve's previous effort, Ooh. which ended up on both of our
0: top... Yeah, it list? was. It was on mine. It mm-hmm. was
1: on mine, I know for sure. Uh, his last effort, anyway, Sicario. Uh, very different film, but uh, very interesting uh, sort of
0: oeuvre he is developing. Yeah, we should definitely talk about that. We should. Because we should. lately, in the past few years, he's been quite prolific. He has, indeed. He has, indeed. Yeah. So, um, the film we're talking about today is the new science fiction film, Arrival. This is the day they arrived. The object touched down 40 minutes ago. Mama, what's going
1: to happen? I don't know. Dr. Banks, you're at the top of everyone's list when it
0: comes to translations. You hear any words? Is that? Yes.
1: Am I the only one having trouble saying aliens? what it's what they look like. You'll see soon enough. They need to see me. Dr. Banks? It's a proper introduction. War objects have landed around the world. It's their language.
0: Got 21 hours before they start global war. They're not our enemy.
1: We need to talk to them.
0: It's more complicated than
1: that. How is it more complicated?
0: Are you dreaming in their language?
1: What does it say? Weapon. So how do we clarify their intentions? I go back in. What is she doing? You are committing an act of treason. Do you trust me?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. There it is. So uh, Arrival, go ahead and say, is one of the most interesting bits of uh, intelligent science fiction that I've seen in a while. Uh, before we get into the discussion, Andrew, did you want to? No, I was gonna. You I was gonna just listen. going to agree with that statement. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a pretty fruitful discussion, I think, about this movie. It's a very thought-provoking movie. Uh, before we do, though, I just want to let you guys out there know uh, how you can find us on the web. You can go to our blog, which is www.in-the-q, that's the letter q, .com. Mm-hmm. You can go to our Facebook page Just search for in the q, dot, uh, q-u-e-u-e is how q is <laughs> spelled. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Um, well, you can also find us on Twitter at, at ITQ Podcast. That's all one word. And then lastly, you can find us on iTunes and other pod, podcast aggregate apps such as Overcast and Podcast. Uh, so yeah, so today's discussion, Arrival is the new film from, as Andrew mentioned, the uh, French-Canadian director Denis Villeneuve, uh, who has made several films uh, since kind of becoming well-known for his film uh, Incendies uh, in, in 2010. I, I took German in high school. I can't <laughs> say these words. But since that film was, was uh, receiving some Oscar notices, he's made... Prisoners, Sicario, Enemy, uh, and now and Arrival. One. Yeah. And uh, and on a side note, I'm very excited. The upcoming Blade Runner sequel. Yeah. I which... mean,
1: if there's somebody that I had to pick to do it that isn't Ridley Scott, this would probably be the guy, I guess.
0: Well, I don't know if he's the guy. He's a guy. He's, he's definitely a up guy. there.
1: Who Who else would you have on that
0: list? Uh, well... I haven't really thought about it. I would say maybe um, maybe the director of Ex, Mach- Ex Machina would oh, be a yeah. good person. Sure. Um, dealing with the whole artificial intelligence aspect. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if Denis Villeneuve is the visual powerhouse that Ridley Scott is or was back in 1982.
1: Well, when he had Roger Deakins shooting his film,
0: he certainly was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it's not the same. Like, I mean, the just the you're the, right, you're the right. color the color palette of Blade Runner is so complicated and brilliant and and different. I'm not going to say that Denis Villeneuve won't do a good job. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he's a great person for it. Um, I don't know if he's the guy though, and I'd have to think. I, I, I accept. I accept your challenge. I'm going to think about this.
1: Okay. Okay. And okay. I accept that he might not be the guy, but I think that he is as good a choice as I can think of.
0: He is a very exciting choice. He really does care and he's smart. Um, Arrival is about Louise Banks, who is a renowned uh, linguist expert. Um, She is, at the beginning of the film, troubled by visions of what seems to be a young daughter who uh, suffers from a severe sort of health problem, terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is haunting her. It's haunting her as she goes about her work. And then one day uh, she hears about alien intelligence uh, communicating with us Earthlings. And these actual kind of pods of, of a sort have landed in multiple places around the world. Yes, yes. And she is surreptitiously yanked from her home by the U.S. military in order to communicate and try and decipher the messages that these aliens are transmitting uh, via these pods. Mm -hmm. And so what follows is a a kind of a humanist, earthbound science fiction drama that is, I would say, in the tradition of films like The Day the Earth Stood Still, Mm -hmm. where the aliens ostensibly are not here to destroy us it seems but they want they wish to communicate with us yeah yeah so the film doesn't have a lot in the way of depictions of alternate worlds or special effects there is some of that when you're dealing with the aliens but it's mostly kind of a a naturalistic portrait of also similar to like Close Encounters, the way that you the, yeah. the government and the military was depicted in that film. That certainly crossed my mind as I was watching this film. Mm-hmm. So I uh, overall, it's just does not insult your intelligence. It leaves a lot to the imagination, but then it also does have a lot of imagination invested in the story. The way the uh, the 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 ragtag group of people are chosen to actually enter the pod and And then come up against this like giant like whiteboard, translucent <laughs> whiteboard where the aliens you know flash their tentacles on the other side and and present these symbols that they eventually realize are how they communicate um, along the way. Amy Adams uh, meets up with Jeremy Renner, who is a scientist, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they kind of bat heads a little bit because um. Amy Adams, one of her quotes, she's full of quotes in this movie. As a professor, she should be, I guess. But she says that the first, I believe she says the first weapon in war is language. Yeah, I believe that's right. And then he says, no, it's science.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it 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 may be a lo- feel a little bit heavy-handed to set up the sort of battle between language and science
0: mm-hmm. early in
1: the film, but I think that it's, central to the the film itself and kind of what it's trying to get at um and mm-hmm. <laughs> i think uh in in a strange way it, it almost comes down to a um in some ways a condemnation of scientific progress at least in the area where war is concerned um mm-hmm. because it seems as though the uh, the value that they, those in the in, in command, those in power, have placed on, I guess, both of their skills is that of getting them to a point where they can make decisions about the level of danger that these new beings represent and how they should engage them. Mm-hmm. But the film itself, to me, seems to be very much in love with language, and not just because. Amy Adams is its protagonist. I think that the film makes a very powerful case about the vagaries of language and the subsequent need to understand one another and Mm -hmm. not take things at face value um, and understand the meaning behind the words that are chosen. Uh, And I think that that has an especially sort of uh, poignant uh, meaning with regards to war and people fighting with one another and people uh, making brash decisions and grandstanding and all of those sorts of
0: things. Yeah, and what better director to tackle that kind of subject than someone for whom English is their second language? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, um, Villeneuve coming from Quebec, uh, I've seen him speak in interviews and he's extremely fluent in English, but yes. it's not his, not his only language, but this movie, it does kind of, uh, I think you sort of alluded to this in your last statement that, that it's the, it's the linguist who is really the hero of this campaign to talk yeah. to the aliens more so than the scientist is. Yes. Um, it's the linguist, Amy Adams, who takes the, bold move lifted right out of Prometheus where she removes her (laughs) space helmet and, uh, and says they, Oh, they need to see me. They need to, they need to experience me. So, and people are freaking out about this, but ultimately her instincts were correct. And because of her efforts, uh, progress was made. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, uh, Jeremy Renner's character, while he does offer some, you know, solutions and he is useful in some ways it's really it really comes down to Amy Adams as kind of the the, the, the agent of, of change and success when dealing with the aliens. Yeah, I've even talked to some people about this
1: film who questioned the purpose of Jeremy Renner, and I'm not quite that far down <laughs> the slope. I think that he is right. important to the story for a, a multitude of reasons, but uh, I can understand why they might think him less central.
0: I was thinking that... While Forrest Whitaker's character is important to the mm-hmm, story mm-hmm. as kind of a kind of a, a you know the 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 contrarian to what the heroes are doing, sure he he disappears from the final third of the film, and we he never has any kind of arc or change. and uh, that's one thing that I noticed that he, he is he's on the poster and he's a significant character in the story, but we never quite complete his journey. No, we don't. And I don't... I mean,
1: honestly, the film is Amy Adams' story. And Mm -hmm. it it doesn't really... uh, Louise is her name, right? Yeah, Louise Louise Banks. Banks. And, And it doesn't really make a case for anybody else. I mean, we spend more time in Louise's head and with Louise as she wrestles with the complexity of this unknown yeah. thing than anybody else in the film. I mean, the other people are all awestruck by it and they're all dumbfounded by it, but none of them are quite as, I mean, I guess for, for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. none of them are quite as emotionally connected to uh, what's going on. And they therefore we, the audience are more emotionally connected.
0: And, People are talking about Oscar buzz for Amy Adams hmm. in this film and I think the only reason why that would happen is is because of what she said that she is in nearly every frame and sure. uh, while her performance is, is wonderful and, and very subtle and complex I think the greatest asset to her to rack up the trophies this year is the very fact that she's has so much screen time, and we spend so much time with her as she goes through this journey. Uh, I think she's one of our best actresses. I should just say actors, period. Sure. Um, but um, but I was thinking I went into this knowing that you know she had the buzz, and I think that the film as a whole is a tour de force, and she is a significant part of it. But. I don't think she carries the film. I think the film is too much no. of an engine of the, of the director, mostly. I think it's an engine of the director and the
1: screenwriter. I think that the, the this is an intellectual film sort of masquerading as popular entertainment, mm-hmm. um, or at least it's trying to be very intellectual. And I think that it succeeds in a lot of different ways. It may be a little bit more ambitious than it's able to carry off. Uh, which is a, a criticism that I've leveled at other films prior to this one. and uh, But I don't think that it... I think th- this one still swept me up a great deal more than a lot of other films of similar ambition have. Mm-hmm. And I think that the kind of brain-teasing parts of this film, the especially as you get towards the end of the film and it starts to reveal itself to you uh i think they're a lot more entertaining and a lot more fun and i do think that those really propel this the story forward and i don't know that amy adams um i mean i think she does a great job i just don't think that i'm not sure i would call it an oscar worthy performance i don't know that it's mm-hmm. just so incredibly nuanced and layered right.
0: yeah um i think that Speaking about the, the engine of the director, um, the film does have these brain-teasing moments that happen, and I don't want to spoil those for anybody because they're a delightful part of the film, and sure. there's no reason to spoil them. You can sure. still... I think you can still get something out of our review today without having to have it spoiled for you. And uh, But let me just say that the the actual kind of major twist that happens in mm-hmm. this movie is so in line with the very nature of the medium of filmmaking. Ah, it's yeah. it's so it's so appropriate because filmmaking is all the best or the or cinema I should say, the best of it is really about time. I mean, what are you doing when you watch a movie? You're lost in time. You know, you spend two hours, but sometimes it can feel like five minutes. Other times it yeah. can feel like four hours. So time, memory dreams, all of these kind of thematic elements that are wrapped up in the final third act of of Arrival are so, like, such an integral part of the medium of filmmaking itself that it was really kind of a wonderful twist, even if some people in the theater were audibly saying that, well, that was a good idea, I guess, but it didn't quite come together, or didn't quite work. I don't um, believe that. I, I don't think that that's true. I think it all has to do with, if there's any kind of uh, impreciseness to the twist, I think it all has to do with the nature of film, of of the nonlinear, of time, and and language. Um, the uh, There's a couple of bits of trivia. I know you're champing at the bit here. I just I want no, to say two fine. more things. There's There's two nice bits of trivia that... For people who are listening, who've already seen Arrival, you know that uh, Amy Adams' daughter's name is Hannah, which is a palindrome. Yes. So, you know, it goes forwards and backwards. It's the same thing. And the violin melody that plays by the fantastic score in this movie yeah, uh, by Johan Johansson, uh, that melody that plays as we are witnessing the, the, the final sort of twist uh, that sequence is also palindromic too. So forwards, backwards, and then back to the beginning again. Uh, sometimes you watch a movie, you watch it from start to finish, then you start it up again. And the whole nature of just like this loop, like the circles, the log- the logarithms that the, the aliens display when they're communicating, it all has this wonderful connection to everything else and and as a as a man who is at least part French, I think Denis Villeneuve understands just the the incredible connection of the cinema to experiencing time in in all shapes and forms.
1: Well, what I was going to say is, as our friend Rust Cole might say, <laughs> "Time is a flat circle." That was a, that was a terrible <laughs> McConaughey. <laughs> that was the worst. I, could, I, uh, but, the <laughs> I did I did much better with that one I think I think there there are multiple McConaughey impersonations on this podcast and that was far and away my worst one
0: well I think it hopefully it still added something to the discussion I think yeah Yeah, Yeah. sure
1: sure well I mean and I mean not to to go on the McConaughey train right now but um, I was thinking a lot about Interstellar while I was watching this as well Mm -hmm. which uh, was one of those films that I think I mentioned before I thought the ambition out shown the ability to execute that ambition. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the conclusion of this film in terms of how it relates to time, how it relates to uh circular uh, existence, you know, and mm-hmm. Oroboros, the, the, the right. uh, dragon eating its own tail, uh, snake eating its own tail. It, it, uh, I felt like it was so clumsy in interstellar, even though it was like a really ambitious idea, I felt like it was executed very clumsily Mm -hmm. and it just felt unsatisfying in that film. In this film, it actually deals with some similar topics. Uh, It takes a different approach to them. And I think that it has a different, uh, much more unique, much more maternal kind of uh, viewpoint with regards to uh, time and how we experience it. And, Mm-hmm. um all of that but uh i found it to be much more satisfying in this film uh even yeah. though it, it is sort of an open ended ending when you do get to the end uh i mean maybe that's the point <laughs> maybe it's meant right exactly you know, to, to be open ended because it's you know everything's going to come around again but um but i i just found it to be i find it interesting that people would say that they thought it didn't quite work because I thought that it, it did quite well, actually.
0: Well, here's something. This may not be of any real intellectual significance, but maybe it is. I'm, I'm um, the, the people that I <laughs> <laughs> The people that were complaining about the film, at least that I could hear, were all men. And it was a woman who gave her take to ah. me uh, that she could, you know, perhaps... Maybe this isn't so far-fetched at all that a woman would be able to identify more with Amy Adams' character and understand how the big twist TM affected her and and what yeah. it all meant. Yeah. So it's possible it's a gender thing, it, even though the filmmakers are men. Even though the filmmakers are men and, and
1: we're men and we are at least roughly on that same page. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, that... that wouldn't surprise me because i think that this film has i mean it it deals pretty blatantly with ideas of motherhood and caring and um looking out for one another or responsibility mm-hmm. to the rest of the human race and <laughs> you know all these kinds of things that aren't generally associated with men and aggression and warmongering mm-hmm. and um, in fact I think she is explicitly set up in opposition to those who are the warmongers. I mean, all of the leaders of the foreign states that want to go to war with the uh aliens are all mm-hmm. men. Yeah. You know. And uh and and there's a there's a big moment in the film that turns out to be sort of the first time that you start to understand kind of what is happening, but it also is the turning point in the communication and possibly the uh, uh, provocation of the aliens, Mm -hmm. uh, where she has a conversation with uh, a Chinese general. Yeah. And uh, the catalyst for the conversation moving to the place that actually moves the story forward, moves humanity forward you might say <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. is to talk to him about his wife mm-hmm. you know to talk to to him about you know uh, someone who showed him love and showed him compassion and, and all of that
0: yeah um, there is definitely kind of makes me think about what would the world have been like if Hillary Clinton <laughs> was elected president <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> um but you know that's neither here nor there. But I think that the the kind of the thrill of arrival too is is how there's a large chunk of the film that unfolds in real time, getting back to the whole time comment sure, that I sure. made, and that is always very exciting for me is when I am experiencing a series of intricate and elaborate events. Along with the characters, when there's no there, because I know this is this is crazy, but it seems like there's no trickery, even though there's always trickery when of you're course, watching a yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, But I mean, it's always there. There's always manipulation, but for some reason, it feels more honest. It feels more uh, kind of whole when you when there's no condensing time, and the sequence from when Amy Adams is lifted from her home up until the point where she actually interacts with the aliens for the first time up in the pod. Uh, There's one chunk of time that's like, it's like a 10 minute or 15 minute sequence. That's just, you know, there's no compression of time. Yeah. 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 It's just like naturally happening as it, as it does. And it gets to be so intense and so powerful. And when they finally get up in the pod and they start to, they take that leap, a great metaphorical leap off of the scissor lift. Yeah. And then they just kind of float, into the nuke's uh, atmosphere of the inside of the pod and then they actually are walking up the side of a wall uh, I remember distinctly feeling at that moment along with the propulsive score that this was like one of the best moments I was having in the movie theater all year
1: Yeah, and I think that this movie actually has something that, man it's been hard for a lot of movies to nail down in recent years and it is one of those things that people complain about when they talk about old Spielberg versus new Spielberg. It's something I talked about when we were talking about the BFG, which is Spielberg's Mm -hmm. most recent movie. And that's nailing that sense of wonder and awe. Mm -hmm. I feel like this movie is in awe of the aliens and in awe of the spectacle of it all. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that a lot of movies get that. A lot of movies seem so by the numbers and so uninterested in the, how truly spectacular something like this might be. I mean, in that sequence you were just describing when they're first coming to the, the alien ship, Mm -hmm. it's, it's truly a wondrous experience. I mean, (laughs) I remember thinking when they lifted them up on this little, you know, cherry picker, uh, lift that they, they have, uh, I, the first shot that it shows looking up into the ship, is just this endless corridor with these sort of Mm -hmm. corrugated walls. And I remember thinking to myself, well, how the heck are they going to get up there? (laughs) That's just, you wait, that's huge. That's massive. And then of course they, uh, they proceed to show you and it's, it's magnificent in the way that it unfolds.
0: Yeah. And, And the, the kind of the science fiction aspect is, is quite minimal and it's kept kind of, in a, a realistic way, for the most part, for like you don't really see the aliens at all until probably the middle of the film, and even then you only kind of see their shapes indistinctly, and then later on you see what they actually are, and but the, even their actual uh, kind of corpus, their actual design is nothing, nothing very ostentatious. It's kind of uh, in a way subtle. I mean, they're they're clearly Creatures, but they're not uh, opulent or or or, or um, outrageously designed creatures. Sure, sure. Um, and I think the reason why there's a sense of wonder is because Denis Villeneuve is in in awe of filmmaking itself. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it's kind of unfortunately it's a tall order to expect every director to be in awe of filmmaking, (laughs) even though that should be the first thing on their resume is that they are in awe of filmmaking. Too many filmmakers do things by the numbers or without their soul invested in what they're doing. But Denis Villeneuve is clearly one of the few guys on the scene today who really cares and, and understands, more importantly, the impact of filmmaking and how to build suspense and build anticipation and then satisfy you with the actual reveal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that he is a consummate filmmaker and uh, one who, I mean, I've enjoyed everything he's made so far that I've
0: seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, and um, another thing that worth worth mentioning is that Arrival, like Sicario, one of me and Andrew's favorite films of last year, uh, features a very strong female protagonist as the. Yeah. He's the hero. Yeah. But one one difference worth noting is that. In this film, she is actually successful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fair enough, fair enough. And, of course, if you go back to Prisoners, uh, that features a number of very strong male uh, characters who are doing everything wrong.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean right, almost
1: right. literally everything wrong. So maybe Every he'll, single person in that movie.
0: Maybe he'll Denise Villeneuve will, will clear up some of the... Uh, misogyny that plagues the original Blade Runner film.
1: Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs>
0: um, and I
1: I do want to real quick talk about Johan Johansson. Sure, yeah. Uh, who, who wrote the score for this film. Uh, he also worked on both of those films we just mentioned, Sicario and Prisoners. And uh, I, I don't know why I didn't think about this when I was watching this film, but there were these, you know, early in the film when it's sort of in awe of the arrival of these aliens... Mm -hmm. Um, he, there are a lot of these, uh, approaching shots, these like beautiful kind of, uh, atmospheric shots of the landscape and of this gigantic ship against the landscape and all that kind of stuff. Some
0: of them are quite long shots
1: too. Some of them are uh, astonishingly long. Yeah. And, uh, and I was thinking to myself as I was watching that without thinking about who was directing this movie or who had written the score, I was just thinking to myself, man this recalls all those awesome sequences in Sicario. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, there's a reason for that, of course. Right, all those, uh, those, uh, those military police vehicles going through the streets of Mexico.
1: Yeah, with that wonderful score, just going like...
0: Brr, oh. Yeah, I'm a big fan of all the... the that you see in this movie, or you hear, rather. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I
1: just think he's, he's a very interesting uh composer and i mean he's been working on a lot of other films as well uh but
0: uh did he win an oscar for theory of everything
1: uh
0: that's a great question i th- no, i think he did the score i think he was nominated nope. i
1: don't think he won okay yeah yeah, yeah. but well anyway a, a great think... a great writer and i think we've got many years of uh good stuff
0: in front of him and I think we're looking at kind of the, uh, the beginning of a very fruitful collaboration like you saw with Spielberg and John Williams, mm-hmm, Sure. Robert Zemeckis now and Silvestri, Danny Elfman and Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're going to be working together for a while. It looks like he won the Golden Globe for The Theory of Everything, and he was
1: nominated for both The Theory of Everything and Sicario last year. And I remember that because I wanted him to win for Sicario, but he did not. Wow, this guy is on fire. He is on fire. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, so to to sum up, I really enjoyed Arrival a lot. It was a great experience. I recommend it to to all of you listening. Um, Andrew, what is your final word?
1: I also enjoyed it, and I recommend it a lot to everyone who is listening. I think that it is an excellent film, and I think that um, it's really thought-provoking. I think it's smart. I think it's fun. I think it's got that requisite awe that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, who could ask for anything more when you go to a, a movie, right?
0: Right. You want to have that little kid wonder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is one of the best uh, large scale entertainments that I've seen this year. Like this is the way that big movies that everybody goes to see should be done, I feel like.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, these days we really only get treated to these films in late November and December. I
1: know, (laughs) I know. All of the the studios just
0: backload the whole thing (laughs) at the end of the year. Right. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to our show. Stay tuned for our next episode. It's gonna be a listener's choice. Aaron is gonna be on the show to talk about Kings of Summer. Oh yes. So stay tuned for that and we'll catch you next time.